0: Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go! Welcome to Tent Talk. Today's episode, The Vows of Our Youth, is going to begin to expose how maybe the words and the vows that we made when we were younger, that we would never let someone hurt us, we would never be humiliated like that again. Those words have wrapped a self-protection around us, which means that the word that the Father has written over your life cannot come to pass until you decide you would rather have His protection than the protection of those old vows made in your youth. Take a listen. I hope it provokes you to go deeper with him and connect more with me. Oh my, the vows of our youth. Welcome to this episode of Tent Talk. I'm so glad to be with you. I am your host, Nancy McCrady, the vows of our youth. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? You will know that you're still living in a vow of your youth that uh, causes you to so automatically go down a rabbit hole in the midst of pressure, rejection, uh, whatever the intensity of the circumstance may be you are there so quickly so automatic and it rushes you with many thoughts and feelings sometimes that you can't tell you know which came first the thought or the feeling many people are very aware of what they're thinking but have no feelings attached they may have flatlined some people have um, great awareness of their feelings and they but they don't know what they're thinking because they don't they're, they'll say things like I couldn't even think I was so upset, right? And others might say, at just the thought of this happening, right? So some are more aware of thinking, some more aware of thoughts, but I, I'm sorry, of emotions. But I want to drill down a little bit deeper to what might be fueling all of that automatic gear-shifting, drilling down into a stronghold of biblical proportions is the vows of our youth. You see, I made vows in my youth that no one would be able to hurt me that way ever again. I can remember that, and these may sound like little silly things to us, and we think, oh, that was just, you know, puppy love. That was just your, you know, your first boyfriend. Okay, listen to me carefully, especially those of you that may have endured uh, abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional, verbal, whatever the case may be, deep rejection, deep trauma early on, then those seemingly innocent kind of rites of passage that we go through, our first love, you know, ditches us or things like that, that is that same, that same message hitting Uh, in a deeper way. It means it's a repetitive message that comes with power-packed experiences. Therefore, it's driving home what might look innocent and simple, and you'll get over it to someone else, to you is coming in and punching that trauma thinking that you already have inside of you, which is, I'm just a joke, Nobody loves me. I'm not important. I'm not worthy to be included, whatever the case may be. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. You know, like there's just something about me that people just think they can treat me like trash. Whatever those kinds of thinking patterns are, What seems like innocent episodes of our life comes in and drives those things even deeper. And therefore, the stronghold that we build in the midst of that pain becomes thicker. It goes deeper and oftentimes can begin to be so embedded in us that we don't even realize they're there. Maybe you want to look up that word embedded. It means put down in. It means that, that you get inside of something else like if a reporter is embedded inside of the, you know, a particular uh, platoon or battalion of soldiers. They're down in there. They're moving with them, living among them. They're not actually a soldier, but they're there and they're, you know, maneuvering through, you know, all of that, but they're embedded. They've been put inside something. And so oftentimes we get vows that are so embedded in us and are fueling a lot of our emotional upheaval and they're fueling a lot of our decisions because it's that thinking that's down in there. And so the trauma thinking could be, I am unworthy, I am worth treating horribly, but the stronghold that you built around all of that is now so intense is that I can't bear if someone criticizes me. I can't bear it if I'm not included in the party list. I can't bear it if someone else gets the attention in the room because what it does is it then touches on that deep trauma thinking, that I'm not important. And then you have layers of how you then behave that that comes up out of, if you will, all of that deep thinking, deep vows to keep yourself protected. I will act like I don't care. You know, acting like you don't care is a sign you really do. All right, just wanted to throw that in there. All right, so I know this is a little bit heavy, but I want you to understand that the vows of our youth, cannot continue to control the volume of our living today. Let me say it again. The vows of our youth cannot continue to control the volume of our living today. If you are going to live as a free person in Christ, if you're going to live as a son to the Father, then you can no longer live in the vows of your youth and this is very, very key. Now I'm probably going to do maybe one or two more uh, episodes on this, but I want to get just a little further in today. And I want you to understand sometimes this is why the vows of our youth are so automatic. They rush within. We are we are erupting in emotional, you know, breakdowns, you know, explosive anger. Uh, implosive anger, which lends itself more to depression. We've got all of this going on inside of us while outwardly we're looking quite dignified and professional and church-going and proficient and sufficient, right? But all of this is churning deep within us. And we um, are given ways of escape uh, by these vows and these uh, trauma thinkings because trauma thinking usually leads to fantasy thinking, which is that if I just had the right kind of person in my life who appreciated me, all right maybe i 'll get to that later and talk a little bit more about that. but this automatic um, uh, way of responding when we 're under pressure that just happens it 's just automatic because those those triggers are there, and we don 't really even have to think about it. It just happens. A lot of times when that happens is when we are very busy people, we are rushing about, we are, we are people who can carry a lot of weight, we might be quite responsible, we have a big work ethic, we take pride in our strength, our overcoming ability to be able to handle things. Well, one of the examples I oftentimes use is that the reason that people that are quite busy... You've been listening to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady. And look very productive, uh, is because they they keep so busy uh, and distracted that they don't ever have to realize the the weight is really deep down inside that is weighing in on them. So I always use the example of like, if I come home from Walmart and I have like 17 bags on each arm, does any man or woman out there understand what I'm talking about? I mean, you have gone and done your big shopping at Walmart, not your little shopping where you needed an eyeliner or just, you know, a can of oil for your car. But you went in and did the whole month's worth of shopping. You got 17 bags on each arm. It's cutting into you. And you've got to literally keep moving You got to run into the house. If your children or your elderly mother gets in your way, you will knock them over because you're like, move out of the way, move out of the way. I'm carrying a heavy load and I don't have time to stop, right? Now this is an indicator. I know it's a little bit of a silly example, but stay with me is that is an indicator oftentimes is that as long as you and I keep a big old momentum going and we're busy and we never take time to, you know, check in on ourselves or check in with God, okay, that's because, man, we're used to that. It kind of juices us to always be able to get things done and we take care of business and we keep moving and those lazy people over there, you know, who can, you know, who could be so lazy, right, is oftentimes is because we pride ourselves on the uh, ability to carry weight, but it's only because we keep moving so quickly. We keep, we keep a really uh, quick pace going to where we never have to really look beneath the surface very much at all. And so, you know, you, you know, if I continue with the example and if I tell you that you did just make a little quick stop uh, in at Walmart or your favorite store and all you did get was, you know, a little thing, of lip gloss or, you know, some uh, 10W40, you know, so that you could, you know, spray it on the, the door hinges at the house and they'll quit squealing. I mean, you barely even need a bag for that, right? You just stick that in your pocket. You can swag into the house. You can talk to whoever, stop, talk to the mailman, you know, pick up your newspaper off the driveway, pick up a piece of trash out in the yard, you know, bring in the garbage can. Y'all see what I'm saying? Is that you've got, you just walk easy. Why? Because you don't have as much weight that you're carrying, So oftentimes, we need to recognize that the faster we keep moving, the pace that we keep sometimes can be because we have a lot of weight that we're carrying inside, but we're unaware of it. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymcready.com. But when Holy Spirit begins to target a particular vow of your youth, when he begins by your invitation to come and begin to work, to begin to walk you into true, redefined discipleship, where he's leading you in the way of freedom, he's leading you in the way of Christ, then he begins to target areas of your strength. Now let me say this again. Because most people are praying about their weaknesses, but I'm here to tell you that the Holy Spirit will target your areas where you are strong. Why? Because those are the areas where you remain independent from Him. And He has always meant to be your strength, your protector, your guard, your comfort. He wants to bring the love of the Father to you deep, deep within So if there's a barrier, if there's a stronghold that you keep running into to deal with this vow of your youth is that I will never be humiliated like that again by somebody that I committed myself to, you know, whatever the case may be, you see, then whenever something happens and you are unloved in a moment, you run to that stronghold of, of your vow and he wants to be the stronghold of your life. And it's not enough to just pray about your weakness and pray, Oh God, you know, be my life. He says, okay, thank you for that invitation. And then he begins to shift those gears and to begin to speak to you and reveal things to you in a way that you might not have picked up on Before. So, as I close this particular episode out on the vows of our youth, I want you to realize that I started out saying that these vows of our youth, these strongholds of thought and feeling and behaviors, all of that, when we get under pressure, are so automatic that the majority of the time we are unaware. And so, the first thing that God begins to do is to increase your awareness of the automatic places within your life you're not aware that this is what you're doing and so then once he makes you aware of how automatic it is then he begins to show you how habitual that it is he begins to show you that even once he makes you aware of it how many of you know that just becoming aware of something doesn't mean that you're able to stop it my friends you if you've been building a stronghold since you were a child you're usually not just going to be able to walk away. Now, you might think that you've replaced one stronghold, but most of the time you've just replaced it with another. I'm talking about where God comes in and God begins to work. Now what begins to happen, and I'm I'm hoping that you're going to begin to become more aware, that you're going to uh, begin to pick up on these things as Holy Spirit shows you. But once the automatic phase is exposed and you realize, wow, Every time I feel criticized, I become so defensive and I might grow sullen and quiet and withdraw, or I pout and I cry. I get my feelings hurt because I want the other person to stop criticizing me. So, so you, you become aware of that which has been automatic. So your awareness level increases. Now you begin to become aware of it, but you realize it is habitual, And now, even though you've seen it and you don't want to keep doing it, you find that you still do. That's when you're becoming aware of uh, it's being habitual in your life, that that's when you do it even if you don't want to. So you may not want to any longer control people with your anger. You don't want to be in control by being out of control any longer. And yet you find your sincere desire is not enough power to cause you to stop doing it because the stronghold is so thick. The vows are running still very, very deep. And there's still much more Holy Spirit wants to show you. The next part is where God then begins to really increase your personal revelation knowledge about you and what's going on inside of you. He does this in the most phenomenal way. I highly encourage it. And uh, then he brings you to the place of real choice and decision. Is will you respond to him in the heat of that moment? Will you replace that vow that I will never let anyone hurt me again? Therefore... I will never be willing to, and you could fill in the blank, and you begin to see the vow of that youth as exactly what it is, which is where you became more large and in charge of you, rather than turning to him and letting him be everything to you. So there's so much more I could say about that, which I probably will, uh, if in this next maybe one or two episodes where I want to go a little deeper with this, and the vows of our youth, because this is holding a lot of people back right now who have true, sincere desire, uh, but they're, they're unable to bring themselves out just with a little bit of knowledge, um, and I want you to know why, because God's going to bring you to himself. He's not just pointing things out so you can fix them. He's bringing you to himself. So it begins as it's so automatic, and then we realize that it's habitual. Then we are given a choice to respond to what he's doing in us, Then we can begin to live free and begin to progress into our real life with him. So let me close it out there. But let me say to you that there's a real reason why you made that vow. There was real pain, real hurt, real trauma, real difficulty, real abandonment. There were real things that were happening and you felt overwhelmed uh, when you were young. You see, the enemy loves to come when we're young, vulnerable, and powerless. But my friends, you are probably no longer as young as you once were. You are maybe still a bit vulnerable, but my friends, you're not powerless. You have been made one with the person of Holy Spirit, and he will be your very power to enable you to live out the true desires that he's put within you. So I love you all. Think on these things, and be sure you catch the next episode. Tent Talk. I hope that you'll go and that you will rate this five stars so that others will take notice, that uh, social media will take notice and push it and we'll have a greater audience to get this message out. I also hope you'll go and give us a great review, which helps other people to be able to read them and know, is this a podcast that I would really like to uh, subscribe to and listen to? So be specific in your review about how uh, maybe it helped you. And uh, I would be greatly, greatly appreciative of that. Also, go over to what I'm going to call my brother's podcast, Pastor Colby Hill's podcast, which is called The Big Life. Go over there, subscribe to it, and listen in. He's one of my partner pastors, and I highly, highly want to recommend The Big Life podcast with Colby Hill. Also, go to the portal of my podcast, Producers Way Online School and Community. This processing that I'm talking about is a big part of what my online courses enable you to begin to step into in a very strong and safe way. So go to theproducersway.com, Online School and Community. That's the portal. When you go in, you'll have the opportunity to either go and join the free Facebook group. Everything there that we do, our challenges, our lives, our Q&As, discussions, uh, our posts, everything, everything there is free. Uh, You also have the opportunity to step into the portal and be able to purchase online courses to be able to become a part of our coming soon uh, inner circle memberships or internships uh, and, and things like that. So there's much more to come and everything there at theproducersway.com, uh, the online school, those are courses and, uh, memberships that you can purchase to become a part of that, where we can engage and connect a whole lot more consistently. Uh, the producers way Facebook group is free and everything there is free. All right. So, I am so glad that we were together today. I'm glad I got all of that in. And I hope that you will continue to live under the big tent of God's presence because He loves you and is taking very good care of you. So I want to provoke you to go deeper with Him and connect more with me. So until next time, I love you all. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.